But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Lima time time. I thought about holding that for as long as I possibly could. It's Lima time time. It's episode 57. He's Patrick. I'm James. How you doing? I was going to harmonize and come in and, and do like a, just a really good soulful run to end it. <laughs> we need to come up with like, we need to have a pre-recorded intro that's just, it's harmonically beautiful and just the people love it. it yeah, it highlights our angelic. Because we are too, we're, we are too, people don't know that we are both like vocal masters. Yeah, no, absolutely. So... It's one of many things that they don't know. So yeah, so just uh, so so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, um, at, the, that's at the bottom of the list. <laughs> it's uh, do you want to say nice things about our short-lived for sure sponsor, Bravado Spice? Yeah, before they run off, yeah, of course. Look, Bravado Spice. Yes, they do owe us a lot of money. A lot. Let's let's be. Very clear, they owe us a lot of money. Um, and frankly, they're in breach of contract. And I have had my attorney contact them, and that's neither here nor there. Good. I don't want to get into that on this podcast because we're here to talk about how good they are, not how they legally owe us millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, I just had some of the, uh, I got brave and put some of the Crimson Reserve on, uh, I, I pulled the, the James Yasko, I, I pulled up. Put it on breakfast tacos. Heck yeah! And it was it was worth it. And it, I only needed like seventeen Zantax. <laughs> but let me let me clarify that I have awful acid reflux, indicative of my worn esophagus, and not of how the, the sauce treats your throat. Yeah, that's because my esophagus is eroded or whatever that weird flap is that blocks the acid. I'm. Mean, this is just this podcast <laughs> is about. Acid reflux, <laughs> and um, we're going to talk about the uh, the surgery that repairs your uh, your throat. So yeah, so strap your belt in. Let's go. Let's go. No, the the, the tacos were off the hook with the. Uh, I didn't put a lot of the crimson sauce on it because it is kind of hot. But if you put the perfect amount, it it just gives it that thing. And uh, anybody who eats food knows what that thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they rule. Uh, they put up a bunch of different. A recipe and like how to cook videos they're real big on that you always see those on on facebook and on, on the internet of so it's usually some nerd going hey hey here's how to make a grilled cheese and it's like it plays smooth jazz music or elevator music and they they make it and they don't even it doesn't even really tell you yeah well they do they do them right and they make cool stuff so if you go to uh, their website and i believe it's bravadospice.com i hope i'm saying that right yeah they flip everything. They they change their they change their stuff. I don't even know what it is. I'm looking it up right now, so I, I don't get it wrong in the promo. But they have, I mean, they have every video they've ever done. Not only utilizing their their hot sauces, but making cool stuff that you should probably eat. Yeah. All right. They're cool. 
Would you agree that it's a pretty good? Uh, it's it is. Oh come on. Google went to just. It is bravadospice.com. I was correct. So yeah, so go there. It uh, it tells you where you can find the sauces in the stores. Um, and there's literally twelve or so recipe things here that you can check out. Uh, links to all their feeds. Uh, subscribe to their email. So just check them out if you haven't already. We're not. We aren't sellouts. We actually like bravado spice. Yep. Um. So we're not. We're not corporate shills. We will be if they pay us. <laughs> Happily. Be we, we wouldn't. Ooh. We wouldn't threaten them every episode if they would pay us the white, the legal troubles. We're still riding with them. That's how good the sauces are. That's so, right. uh, that being said, let's let's move on with this episode of baseball I'll talk with Jerry Maguki. <laughs> so a week ago we talked. We 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 didn't berate. I don't think we berated anybody. Even though we called the show "Shut Up," um, I don't. I don't feel like. We, I, I think I yelled at somebody. It's, I mean, that's that's entirely possible, but but I feel I feel like it was fairly level-headed uh, analysis of what what did or did not happen at the trade deadline, and and of course, and you knew this was going to happen, but we recorded it what about this time? It's about eight eight thirty um, last Monday night, the the evening of the trade deadline, and all we really knew is the Astros came away with Fran, with with stellar lefty Francisco Liriano, um, and and nobody else. And in the days, uh, Derek Fisher. They got Derek Fisher. They yeah, they they acquired Derek Fisher as their full time left fielder, which has turned out to be a brilliant move. But let's stay here. There, move on. Go ahead. A genius. Um, but but in the days that followed, like more information of, and of course it's going to happen, but more information sort of trickled out that the Astros really gave it a shot uh, to get Zach Britton, and the Dodgers. Essentially, of course, they did. Yeah. The the Dodgers essentially did not the Dodgers. The Dodgers were also in on Britain, uh, as were as were the Cubs trying to get Zach Britton as well. But the Orioles did what what the Orioles sort of have a have a mm, what's the word I'm looking for? They they they're sort of known for this. A penchant. Yeah, they they have this thing where they they indicate that yes, they're willing to sell, and it gets and because the Orioles are are a decent organization. Um, it got every, it got everyone they, hot. And they're, they're 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 They do not sell. They just don't sell. They, that's, and, let's just be frank. They do not sell. And maybe, even though they put it out there that they are, maybe that's the Astros' fault for planning for for counting on the Orioles to do something that they've never really done before. And you know, the Aluno does have a history of trading with with the Orioles GM Dan Duquette, but it was sort of a flip situation. It was the Orioles who acquired Bud Norris. And the Astros, who got Josh Hader and L.J. Hose, and the, the Orioles don't don't sell. And as and the, and the Dodgers sort of confirmed this as well. But that as Monday morning kind of went into late morning and early afternoon, like the Orioles just stopped calling people back. And you know they ghosted the, the league. They ghost. They straight up Houdini'd everybody, and apparently had exchanged. Well, I mean the Orioles, yeah. The- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, they, they'd exchanged medical information. Everything looked good. Apparently, the Orioles had an issue with with two with the medicals of two uh, Astros minor league pitchers, which we can sort of uh-huh. get into that uh, if we if we want to speculate wildly with no actual knowledge of the situation or basis in fact whatsoever. Um, 
but but the Orioles got the, the the word that came out, and the Astros have been very quiet. And I think that's a little bit telling. While Dan Duquette ran on MLB Network Radio and basically screamed to anyone who was listening that it, it wasn't their fault, which that's exactly what someone whose fault it is would say. So so who do you do, who do you blame here? Do you blame the Astros for? thinking for for kind of being led along so far down the path that they didn't have time for a plan B or do you blame the Orioles for being just a bunch of douches well I'm gonna start by saying that yeah they're they're being douches if they're just if they're just playing playing games and and leading teams off leading teams on down that that far the line but at the same time you do have to be working other deals simultaneously and, and I'm not saying that he wasn't the, the the amount of players out just wasn't substantial enough to be able to do anything that was it once they went in on him I mean Wilson yeah there's Wilson out there the Cubs are going after him there's literally three guys total four guys that yeah. I mean that, that were top-notch names that we're talking about I mean what else were they gonna do and or I- could they have done I you know I think and that was my that was my argument last week with these players including Britain like there was nobody to get yeah no that's 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 that that point still still rings true um, so I I would argue that the Liriano deal is bringing some, and somebody in a left-handed pitcher which was a need whether he's pitched well or not that's neither here nor there they they went and got somebody and then I I think that they would turn their focus on on Verlander and see if that could do deal could get done on with the uh, once he passed waivers. So, I guess my thing is for everyone who's kind of coming at the Astros, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses. I haven't talked to anybody. I have some sources in the organization, but I haven't, I haven't talked to them. Maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe that's my fault. But, but is that bad journalism on your part. Yeah, yes, it is. There, there seems to be a point where at the, you know, other teams have a trade deadline too. Like it's it, everyone's trying to get the best deal that they can. You know, Wilson went. What was it? Monday morning to the Cubs. Um, and and I, I I really feel like the Astros were in on Wilson. But at some point, you have to tell the Tigers, like, look, we've exchanged medicals with the Orioles. Like we're we're sort of down. Th- this is how far down this path we are. And the Tigers were like, okay, whatever, and went with the Cubs. And it's sort of the I I For sort sure. of, I sort of feel like the you know the Orioles screwed the Astros so badly by first of all getting to the point where they're exchanging medicals and then as you put it they're which is which is a deal's imminent oh, exchanging yeah. medicals is the last thing uh, you know before you really you, a deal's done yeah and essentially everybody had apparently like signed off on it and then the Orioles like backed out they, they they do this. This is what they do. Remember at the beginning of last season, the 2016 season, uh, the Orioles did the exact same thing to Dexter Fowler. And he had a deal, like a, a, I want to say a two-year deal, free agent deal with the Orioles. And in spring training, like they had, they, they got cold feet about, about his medicals and he ends up going to the Cubs and they win the World Series. Like the Orioles have a history of doing this. That I don't know if they just get cold feet, or if Peter Angelos is that crazy controlling of an owner. But but I'm still even even as disappointed as I am that they that they didn't come away 
okay, they got Francisco Liriano, uh, whatever, but is that they didn't come away with a Justin Wilson, um, or Zach Britton. I guess I'm still putting that on the Orioles for taking them down the path that, that far down the path. I, I completely agree with that. But at the same time, if, if we know that they have a tradition of doing this and it's kind of a pattern, um, I would expect our front office to know that as well and to to plan. And that's where I'll. That's where I will. And, and they have a history of this, so I, I don't want to place blame because we're going after it. And of course, you're going to try to get Ben. That's who we wanted. That's what we needed. Yeah. And if they're acting like the deal is going to go through and we're moving along with it, why wouldn't you continue to pursue that? So I can't blame anybody on that front. But you do have to have in the back of your mind that okay, they do this all the time and they already don't sell as it is and yeah. then when they are close to doing it like you said they they pull out they they make excuses it's they use the medical a lot they've, they've done this for a long time yeah and the Padres are, are just stupid and I think the, the the fact that Brad Hand was not traded shows that they wanted that's that's <laughs> they, they wanted the world for him and they totally overvalued Brad they overplayed their hand Nah. Uh-huh. No, when you're in the baseball hell, nothing works. It's just there's nothing you can do there. It's poor San Diego. Well, Thoughts the, and prayers. Their their GM is the former Rangers assistant GM who was like falsifying sense. falsifying medical documents, and like he's a bad person, obviously. So they're stupid. Like he got suspended. Well, like I said, it's baseball hell. Yeah. So, congratulations, you have wonderful weather and a beautiful ballpark, but no one likes you, and your GM is corrupt, and... And you lost your football team, idiots. (laughs) That's it. And now, you are... And they're next. They're going to San Diego. They're moving to Montreal. Good luck. That's right. They'll they'll have, like, horse shows and rodeos at, at Petco Park. Yeah. Yeah, Petco Park will just be... It'll be like a... I don't know, some sort of weird park where they... Walk. I don't know what the fuck it'll be. They'll they'll simul- It won't be a baseball stadium. <laughs> I can tell you that much. They'll simulcast uh, the Montreal Padres games um, on their jumbotron. That's what the Montreal do. Padres are the greatest name of all time. <laughs> it's it's French and Spanish. It's it's pretty it's pretty wonderful. I mean, yeah. There's the I mean, there's the Utah Jazz, and there's literally never been jazz played in Salt Lake City in history of the world. <laughs> there's no world. Way. Why can't there be? There's no leaks in Los Angeles. There's no. There's, let's. I mean, the Montreal Padres. Let's do it. Let's. Let's. I'm going to start this. I love. I'm it. getting. I'm making them lose their team. They should. They but, should. They should have to. Because and especially after you, you saw how passionate Expos fans are, and you see it every time a player is inducted with Vlad, and then uh, you know this year they turn their backs on the commissioner. Yeah. The, the Expos fans are the truth, man. I they they deserve a team back. They got. If we're being honest. Yeah, they totally do. Um, I love that we. Talk- I know I got off on a tangent there, but I, I was just I, I liked I liked their style, and I, and I never respected it before because they were always the Expos, and the only time they were good was in the strike shortened season when we were gonna beat the ass. <laughs> um, I I love that we talked about the Expos before we talked about Dallas Keuchel's comments after the trade deadline. So so how do you- well that this makes his comments even more egregious. So yeah, so what do you do you think that Luno had a little chit-chat with old Dallas? I hope he did. Or I hope somebody did. So I hope it was Jeff. 
personally, but I mean, it could have been one of those passed down things. And we sat down with AJ, and AJ was like, "Listen here, you dickhead, you cannot, <laughs> you can't, you just can't. I don't care what you feel, feel what you want, but you can't say that." So I want you to. You just, I don't, you're not untouchable. No player can say that, and it was he was wrong. Well, I mean, I just he, what were we supposed to do? And especially with him not having the information, that makes it even more. Yeah, uh, that's just not Keiko like me. I, it, it was very out of character and very weird for me that that he did that. See, I don't. It was a strange, a strange thing. I don't think it's out of character at all because I remember. I have for some reason I remember this. Like when he was in Double A, he he ended up like somebody else got promoted, and he he kind of popped off a little bit about not getting called up to Triple A. Like this is it's very it's very Dallas Keuchel and. Part of me loves it because he's gonna he's gonna shoot straight with you. Like he's not gonna give you the Jeter response where he talks for eight minutes and then no one has a clue what he said. Right. But, but I want I want you to put yourself in. Let's say that you are Jeff Luno, and you have been like you sit you call Dallas Keuchel into your office overlooking glorious Minute Maid Park. Like what what is the speech that you give? What's your approach to talking to Keuchel? You can you can go th- you can give the speech if you want, but how are you going to talk to him? Sit the fuck down, Dallas. <laughs> Perfect. I will burn your Cy Young. I will melt it, and I will make a medallion out of it and, and wear it <laughs> to your funeral. You dumbass. Never talk to the media. No, um, I, I would be. It'd be cool. It would just be like, hey, man, what are you doing? Or he could even do the approach. Where he'd be like, let's see, let's talk about what happened, and then give him the rundown of what actually went down with the uh, negotiation team, and just make him feel stupid. But I would just be like, you can't say that. Come talk to me. I, that's what I would do. I'd be like, hey, you come yell at me, or you know, ask me what I'm doing. But don't don't go to the media and I don't know. I, I just, I, it, it wasn't a good look. Yes, our heroes here. <laughs> so young a winner, ace, dug out. It just, you, it's, it already gives validity to whatever he's saying, no matter what he says, because it's him. Yeah. No, I don't but, know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, and, and precisely because like, uh, and I love him. He's great. He's wonderful. I just know. Yeah, no, there, there's gotta be some. And, and I, the, the, part of part of what I don't like about the the entire situation is that we want athletes to be able to speak their mind and to be honest with the media, uh, and then when they do, then we sort of railroad them or ramrod them or some alliterative yeah. phrase that you would put in there. And but it, that's that's from Super Troopers. But okay. <laughs> but the the whole ramrodding the the whole point is I mean. It, <sighs> I, you, you, no, no, uh, you're right. You mentioned this to me in a, in a text, like, does Keiko know something injury wise that we like, because McCullers went on that, the was my thought. that day. Like, what does he know that for whatever reason, the Astros don't, don't know because they, they were not really in on Sonny Gray. They weren't in on presumably Quintana because he got traded super early to the, to the Cubs. So, was there some? Is there something right. up that we just that that only Keuchel and McCullers know that McCullers' arm is whole, is like being held on by chewing gum? See, uh, that that was I mean, and that was my like all the way 
amped up conspiracy theory that the fact that because I mean since Dallas has been up, he's been a uh, in quotes professional, you know, by the uh, just by your standard, he's just done his job and kind of kept his mouth shut, said the right thing, so he's never popped off like this at this level. Yeah. So for him to do so made me think like, okay, so what does he know that we don't know? Because I don't, there's no reason for him to to come out and say it. And he was very, it wasn't just like, oh, I wish we had done more. I'm disappointed. I was hoping we were, you know, I mean, he, well, he went all in on, on it. He did. You know, very disappointed and just, so it, it just made me think. I don't, I don't honestly, I don't know. That's just conspiracy, the, the conspiracy theorist in me. I, I that's all I do on YouTube. <laughs> well, you know, I just want to know what's out there. I don't believe any of it, but I want to know what these idiots are thinking. Right, right. Yeah, I want. I want to see something so weird that I'm like, that's just crazy enough. Yeah, like the the Denver airport. Like, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorites. The Denver airport. My, I'd be my favorite. That's a good one. If you don't know anyway, what it is, um, it so yeah, so I. What's up? If you don't know what the what the Denver airport conspiracy is, then look it up because it's awesome. I wish I knew the name of the the right. There's a bunch of videos on it, but there was one that I watched that was just per, it's just so awesome. And I was just like, this is all very believable. Like they conspiracy theorists, you have to give them credit that they they do their homework <laughs> and they can really spin something. I'm just I'll watch it all and be like, that's a really impressive the way you made that into this, even though <laughs> it's not relevant. But they're really they need to be given credit. Yeah, no, for how good they are at tricking people. Absolutely, they're, they're um okay, but yeah. We can talk about that all. We can talk about all that all, all, all episode. But uh, no, I, I don't think there's any secret injuries. I, I honestly think going the opposite way. I think McCullers is just another. It's another one of those sneak ten day rest reset type things. He may have some discomfort, but um, if he was actually still hurt, hurt, he wouldn't have been throwing for a month and a half or however many starts it was where he was off. I think he's just needs to reset and kind of get things work with Strom some and, and just get shit ready for the playoffs. I think that's the mode we are in right now. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got a 15 game lead with, with 51 games left. The, I mean, the division is, is over with. I would like us to lock in the, the best record and go ahead and get home field for the playoffs and which I think we will, it would take some, you know, some melting down. But uh, and also we close out the season in uh, in Boston for four, so that would be a shame if we it made it close and Pissed that ended up yeah. meaning something. But that's that's another thing. Honestly, though, wouldn't you rather have ro- have the Astros on the no, road? No, no, no. We uh, would you would you honestly? I I know we played good on the road and all that. Would you do you really want to be the the road team? No. Nah. Or do you want to celebrate at home at Game Seven if it goes there? Not in the playoffs. Yeah. No. I'll, no. Like let's not play with. I mean. Trends are fine, but you want to be at home with. You know how loud the the Minute Maid playoff crowds are. They're yeah. crazy. Yeah. No, we want to be home, and we want to be home for the entire American League playoffs, and that's not even a debate. Yeah. Um, and we will rationalize that argument if something happens and we do get the second best record. We'll be like, well, <laughs> we're in the road. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Now the latest talk is about Justin Verlander, who who's owed a tremendous amount of money. Like he's owed, he'll make more money. He'll shit, he'll make more money in the next week than I will, you know, for the next what like ten years. Um, don't think about don't think about that. Yeah, no, don't I don't. Do that. 
But but he's owed a lot of money, but he has cleared waivers, which means the Tigers are free to negotiate uh, with with the other twenty nine clubs on on potentially trading Justin Verlander. Right. One, do you think they would do it? And two, do you think the Astros would would make that trade? I I mean, uh, again, it goes it goes into what that that trade specifically is, but. We're talking to them. Now, here's, here's where the trade gets – here's where it gets interesting because at this point in the season, uh, any player – like any player – let's say the, the, the Tigers want Derek Fisher, okay? Derek, uh-huh. Derek Fisher, because he's on, he's on the active roster, which of course means he's on the 40-man roster, any player involved in an August like waiver trade right. that's on the 40-man roster has to clear waivers. So the Rangers could – Feasibly knowing that the Astros could get Verlander, the the Rangers and and the, and they want Derek Fisher in return, and, and I'm just using Fisher just to make this, I got to to make this shorter, which is not working at all. Um, but let's say it's Verlander for Fisher. Fisher would have to clear waivers in order to be able to to be sent to Detroit, and anybody could claim Derek Fisher, and the whole deal falls apart. Yeah, that's that's scary as hell. So that means that you automatically go to the prospects that aren't on the forty man roster: Kyle Tucker, Forrest Whitley, you know, Franklin Perez, like the sort of the 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 up and coming, not maybe maybe not next year, but the year after kind of guys um, that would be involved in a trade. Yeah. So how does how does that make you feel? Well, I think for Justin Verlander, you're going to have to give up something. So. I think that's almost to be expected. And now with uh, Aoki being traded, I, Fisher is is going to be on this on this baseball team for the for at least the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um. So I, I that's a little scary for me, given that that Verlander's older, and I don't want to have to give up a, a Kyle Tucker or a Forrest Whitley or a I don't know. Um. It, yeah, it makes it a little bit. A little bit dicier, but I, I'd have to see. With I mean, it's hard to speculate without knowing what they want, what they would require, what would take to get the deal done. Um, I, obviously, I would love Justin Verlander. He is a perfect lineup bolsterer. Whether or not he's pitching great or not, or he's older, Justin Verlander makes this team better. And for especially playoff wise, that's a guy I want pitching in a game three or game two or whatever it may be. Yeah. So if if it's not mortgaging the entire future, I would like for them to go and and try to get him. But again, we're not going to uh, we're not going to send people that are valued more to us than uh, than what we already have. We are a good baseball team. And you know, again, this is where sort of the the whole like the Astros horde prospects, you know, raging, shouting fit, sort of I, because we don't know which players Baltimore screamed about their medicals and then backed out. I like, want to know. I, I want to know too because if they were offering, if the Astros were offering, you know, Martes and uh, let's see another pitcher, uh, Franklin Perez. You know, which is which is likely. I, I I would think Martez and probably Perez as well, but Martez for sure. I would I would assume that he was in that. 
I would assume, but if, he was in any deal. Yeah, and if, if but if if Baltimore, you know, if if it comes out that this that we know what the package was, then that sort of blows the whole. Well, the Astros, you know, hold, they they hold on to their prospects. That kind of blows that argument out of the water because they offered them, and Baltimore backed out. But there's just so much we don't know, and and well, but what, what what I think we do know is that this front office does not give a crap what the media thinks about them. No, and I I respect that wholeheartedly, and and I think the the hoarding prospect thing too. Like, I don't believe we do that at all. I believe that we have untouchable guys, just like with the sale thing with Bregman. And there's certain guys that just no, we're not giving you our future for this guy. And we and I, I think that they're principled in that, and they they will not. They're not going to mortgage the future for a let me see what's hot right now deal. And I respect that. And I know that some fans won't like that. And it's, it's playing with fire with the unknown, but I mean, who knows? Sale could come here and be terrible. No, he wouldn't. He's great. Um, I would have, I would have, I would have given up a a lot for Chris. I would have as well, but I understand the thinking on our side, you know, like I think everybody would now. Given the fact that he's gone there to Boston and just absolutely dominant, uh, but I don't think I, I think that this organization is willing to do whatever it takes a win, and they have a, they're very principled in their approach. And I don't we're not going to do anything stupid. And I think all the fans should just like take solace in that. Yeah, I mean that we're going to play it cool, and if there's a deal, we'll take it, and we will go after the guys to make our roster better. Luno pl- proved it in the off season. I mean, he made a bunch of trade dead trade deadline moves then. Yeah. So I I, I don't know, man. I I just I I want to I want a better team too for the playoffs because we're all we have we all have Houston scaredness in us and uh and the, and and obviously on the the pitching is a little it's a little scary. It's shaky, shaky at best. But okay, but to to go off that, do you not agree that? As it gets closer, say a month and a half or now, or, or mid-September, it, it tightens up very closely. Some of these guys that are getting innings now, and, and I said this on uh, on Michael's show and, and, and yelling at people online <laughs> randomly, that we're not, I mean, Tony Sip isn't pitching an inning. We're not seeing Feliz and Sip. These guys aren't getting playoff innings. It's going to be shortened. It's going to be a few guys, and it's going to be tightened up. Yeah, at least I would hope so. That would be my assumption as a guy that kind of knows baseball. No, I think that's. I think you know what they're trying to do now is because in the same way that like, Harris, you know, who who hasn't really pitched in July. Oh, you mean the mysterious shoulder that nobody knows anything about? Cool. Yeah, the, the he's he's hurt, and but I don't know that he was overworked. In the first half, and but Gregerson isn't overworked. Giles is not overworked. Like those are the guys that you, those are the guys that you count on come October, and that's why when you're up thirteen to two, you let Michael Feliz throw three innings. You let James Hoyt throw two because you're just trying to get to the end of the game, and you're but you're thinking about October the whole time. Like you don't. I mean, I I, I want to I want the Astros to win one hundred and sixty two games as well. But if they go one hundred and sixty two and zero. But Gregerson is is has like 
extra strength Advil or or Vicodin or you know Oxy in a Pez dispenser to try to he, he, he does well of course he does um, then you know what's it all what's it all for so you know you sacrifice you got a fifteen game lead like yeah. I mean, it, and, and I know because I, I even thought about it, too, when it was like the lead was down to 14 and a half games. And I was like, oh, crap. Here we oh, go. yeah, that, 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 uh, that 14 and a half number where it's like you better start paying attention. No, it's, it's still fucking over. Yeah, no, but the, the, it would require not just a miraculous collapse from the Astros, but a, but a ridiculous run from the Mariners to not win this division. So they're playing the long game. They're playing into October. So to sort of dovetail those two points before we get to some questions. Well, yeah, uh, and also let me. Can I? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I. No, I'm trying to. People keep yelling at me for never letting you talk. So I'm trying to get better at uh, <laughs> shutting shutting the fuck up for once. But I was just going to parallel it with uh, people get on Greg Popovich for resting the Spurs down the stretch when they're locked into the playoffs and only focusing on winning that. Oh, well, sorry that they've won a bunch of championships and they're <laughs> a winning organization, but that you didn't get to see the star player in the role. You know what I mean? So who these games, yes, I want to win every single one of them, but they do not ma- October is all that matters. And we have all but punched our card to October. So let's worry about that, get it figured out and stop. <sighs> Okay, this is gonna this isn't gonna go on a long rant, so we can move on to what you're gonna talk about. But the and I said this I don't remember when I I think it was a tweet or I don't know a a blog that I didn't write. (laughs) But baseball was not made for the internet culture. No, no. And this day to day, this day to day, inning to inning, pitch to pitch, game to game, instant reaction from everybody. It makes this overreactionary culture that the game is just not made for. It's 162 games. You're going to be shitty a lot of the time. And if you watch every game and you put a microscope on every single thing that happens and you flip out, then it just, I, I don't know. I'm just, that's kind of way the culture is gone in terms of the internet and Twitter and everybody just hanging on by a thread for every single thing that happens. But it's like, like yes, that sucks that he gave up a grand slam right there. Oh, of course, get rid of him, trade him. It's but if they nobody says exactly. anything when the guy does doesn't does his job for three weeks straight and had you know what I mean. So I just don't like the way that the uh, Twitter and online culture affects the way we perceive the game, or at least in terms of mood. No. So I'm sick of that. That's all. No, you. That's a, that's a really good point. That that baseball is a slow game. It takes forever. It's a seven month season. I mean, you could play what two football seasons in the actual time it takes to go from from opening day to the end of the World Series. And, yes. And the the whole reason that there are three game and four game series in a given city is because in the 1920s, when you were when you were taking a train from New York to Chicago. You didn't want to travel for a day and a half, play a game, and then travel back a day. That, that, it, it was it was designed to max to maximize your time frame traveling. So it's a it is a sport based on hey you gotta you gotta take this like a series at a time and like a week at a time, not pitch by pitch. Like, but you know that there was you know that there's some dude, and I'm sure you've seen like the photographs of people crowded in like an alleyway in Pittsburgh or Detroit or whatever watching guys like read a telegraph line and move players on a freaking chalk giant chalkboard with sticks that's like, badass 
It's awesome. But you know that there was a guy who was like finding out what happened like three days later being like, oh, Joe, John McGraw should have known. He never knows when he, – he should know that you should pull your starter before the 14th inning. Of course, it's typical McGraw. Like there's some, there was some guy who was like just made for Twitter. There's always that guy. There's always been that guy. But Twitter has given them this voice – and it's just like, ah, uh, like, baseball's always been a game of fail most of the time. The greatest players fail a little bit less. Yeah. And so it's already so difficult to begin with. So I, it's just people expect this perfection, and I, I, just, don't, I just don't get it. Uh, and look, like, for Tony Sipp, for example, he's been terrible, okay? He's not been good at all. But he comes in and pitches one inning, you know, every few days. That's not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Not, not, not the easiest thing to do. Um, and he's been bad. So this is not, I mean, you just, I just threw him as an example. This is not an excuse for Tony Sip. He's just not been good for two years. And that is what it is. But relief pitchers as a whole, you're going to remember the blown save or, oh, I, I just don't trust Gregerson. He doesn't throw hard, even though he gets mostly everybody out but he'll every once in a while he'll be a little crazy or Giles will walk the bases loaded then strike out the side it 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 happens people get beat they're facing pro hitters as well yeah maybe it was their one hit of the month that they got lucky and a Texas leaguer won the game off Giles it shit just happens so not only does luck play into it but it's the longevity and I don't know. I, I I think it's fun to be online and talk about the game with like-minded people and celebrate. But when you're flipping out about Hinch not taking a guy out in time, or we're just putting the microscope on every single move, it's 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 very tiresome. No, no, I I 100% agree. What? Even though I'm thinking it too, like we're all thinking it. It's not. I'm not saying that you're wrong to have these opinions about the team, but. In the greater scheme of things, like the, it, that, that inning didn't mean anything over a course of 162 games plus the playoffs. Like, what are we talking about? A Tuesday night versus Tampa. <laughs> the the thing that gets me is that I, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking it too, but like, there's an element of restraint that that, and this is going to turn into a preachy thing, but the, we as a society have have lost the like we we. I have to. I have to remind my like. Not everybody needs to know what I'm thinking at any given point in the day. Like I can sort of hold that thought to myself, and you don't have to trumpet every thought that comes into your head on Twitter and at 14 people, and and just to, to so that someone knows what you're thinking. Like we don't. You don't have to do that. It's like you don't have to take a selfie every day. You don't. Like, you yes. Don't. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> the, no. No. I completely agree. So I, it's a societal problem, but I think I think you're exactly right. Like baseball was not made for Twitter. Like it, it was, but see, but yeah, it is a hundred percent a societal problem, or just a societal thing. The way the the world is moving, but it has as it's bled into baseball, um, and it hasn't been this bad. It's it's gotten progressively worse because I've been on Twitter for for years, and it, and there's been annoying people and there's that, but I feel like it's so much worse like pitch by pitch inning by I mean just so 
broken down and it's like that's not baseball man like yeah i don't know I like yeah curse to yourself like oh so you son of a bitch <laughs> of course you gave up a home run there oh a pass ball get to second hit through the the shift obviously that's what's gonna happen we all we saw that coming i mean yeah get mad about it but i don't know the uh the twitter general managers and or actual man twitter managers can all just jump into a pit of lava and melt and then i will sell their bones to somebody that makes bone necklaces i don't know where i was going with that okay let's move on to something fun and happy and crazy and zany well uh, so let me ask you this and it's it's none of those things um do bullshit do you do you want me to play post malone for an hour and a half i will let's play the post malone record that's cool um do you think that so, so going back to the like the the front office doesn't really care what the media thinks. They're they're not going to be swayed by by no no one guy is going to tweet at Luno and be like you should do this, and <laughs> and he's going to be like well, damn you're right yeah I, you I, are right I at, should. At, what was that? What was the guy that that tweeted that that posted the baseball guy six baseball town sixty nine baseball town sixty nine that, that you left, are right baseball town sixty nine <laughs> that left uh, left our 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 lone negative review fucking idiot it, our, this is a very funny podcast you dumbass okay go ahead I I maintain that baseball town sixty nine is a Rangers fan it's just oh hundred percent it is but it's still just like okay I'm still mad about it go ahead it's annoying um so if if the Astros make a trade for Verlander. Does that mean that they're sort of are, are they backtracking? Are they char- not that they're trying to make the fans happy? But do you think the the Astros realize like crap that trade deadline didn't go the way that we really thought it would? So now we're going to have to put ourselves in a situation that maybe we didn't want to be in, and so so now we're going to end up paying thirty million dollars to Justin Verlander for the next two seasons in order just to sort of try to fix what didn't happen on July 31st? I, I mean, I, I think that it depends on how they really feel what, what our glaring needs and what our actual weaknesses are. Um, if, if, I mean, maybe deep down they're like, okay, um, Morton has some decent stuff. Peacock has, has, you know, these guys aren't, these aren't terrible players. No, we are running away with the American league. Maybe they really think that, that we can win with this baseball team. And and honestly, I'd be offended if they, if they don't think that, that all of a sudden, because everybody's just freaking out that all of a sudden we're just not a good baseball team. Yeah. And we're not the best, one of the best in the league. Yeah. The Dodgers are insane. And it's a little upsetting what you Darvish did, but of course he did that. <laughs> that that was to be expected. I could have, I would have bet money that he did that. Well, the Dodger Stadium is as a nine hundred foot. Yeah, yeah. Center field, and there's a bunch of cholos in the outfield throwing gang signs up. Like you can't. It's very <laughs> dangerous there. I love Dodger Stadium, by the way. It's one of my favorite places in the league. Um, no, so I, I think it depends on how we really feel about our team, and by us, I mean them. Right. Because I, I, I think that there's enough there to win a World Series. I, I honestly do. Am I, am I confident? Do I feel like it's all come together? No, I do not. But I, 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 I truly feel like that we've been, we've been dominant for so long now 
that we've been toying around, um, and Hinch has been just doing stuff here and there. And not and not only that, he has to combat the the injuries and the the different lineup moves that and roster moves that he has to do, you know, to correspond that. Yeah. So I uh, I, I don't know. I, of course, I'd like a, a better team, but I, I think that if you don't have an organization that tells the media and the fans to fuck off we know what we're doing this is our job <laughs> then i don't i personally i don't want a gm that caves into a Big twitter demand season. like are you kidding me yeah if luno listened to astro's twitter <laughs> what i mean are you kidding me we would have already. Now, now, if he selected, like, if they got like a council together and got a few of us very level-headed, attractive <laughs> people, Gave and we could present him our argument, like, yeah, maybe you know, we could talk. Gave you know, us. meet in a in a fire pit with some lava lamps and some uh, tiki torches. Basically, this is the show Survivor, but it's negotiating baseball. <laughs> is what I is what I'm picturing in my head. That's why I went with the torches and the whatever. I'm just seeing the sacks of money, but. Right. I, I, the, the, they they just give us this. Yeah, I would money. like. I would. Yeah, just give me money, and I, I won't even. I'll cancel the show right now if they gave me a sack of money. Yep, won't even talk about it. I'll just. I'll think it. No, don't. The organization should never cave in to to media or to fan pressure. Um, well, the, and the crazy thing is that oh, the '98 Astros didn't win the World Series. Like there are there there it's story after story about the the teams that win the trade deadline that don't win the World Series. Like there's so or teams it, that win the trade deadline, win the league, have the best record, and lose in the playoffs. It's Seattle, Seattle, the, that great Seattle team did not win the World Series. The, the, um, the Rangers or go to it. Yeah. No, the the the, the so, Rangers made it's, a ton of moves that didn't end up paying off for them in the way that they'd expected. So, it, again, uh, that, that that organization is in shambles, and I'm I am happy about that. If we're being honest, I love it. The I keep the, uh, one more thing on this whole like Twitter and instant reaction and going game by game. What we're essentially doing is the the 2017 is a book. And we're reading it, uh, you know, we're reading it a chapter at a time. And after every chapter, knowing that the, that the story, we haven't gotten to the end of it, we're throwing the book in the fire. We're like, oh, I can't believe the protagonist, you know, had the had the gall to do this. Like, it's even, but it's even more in depth than that. It's not even. A, it, I would say it's it's a a sentence or a paragraph within a chapter. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, he. Dallas Keuchel went into the dark warehouse. Well, fuck! Oh, he went in there. No. <laughs> oh, done. the warehouse is filled with gold. Oh, I should have. I should have read further. <laughs> yeah, before before throwing this book in the trash. It's it's just yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. It's we don't know the end of the story, and nobody does, including the professionals that do it for a living and have a bunch of math predicting the future. They have a robot that talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His name's Orbit Three PO, and he just kind of rolls around. And he knows all the, the Jeff just asks him questions. It's like, what's the OPS for that that uh, A ball player for the uh, for the Indians? And he's like, oh, you were talking about Chad Flizzer. He has had... so he's just a super robot. Let's just talk about this super robot for a little bit and get our 
Let's get our morale up. I'm very it's, high. It's basically Screech's robot, but he knows baseball very well. <laughs> I'm very high on Chad Blizzard, by the way. I think he's got a good Oh, motor. yeah, Chad. Oh, uh, just everybody keep your name out for Chad Blizzard. He's coming up. Um, he's going to be – we're going to be facing him. And uh, with – you know, it could be a Liriano-Lizard combination on the left side. He's a seven-tool player. <laughs> he's got – He does all – He does everything. The seventh he tool pitches, is, he catches, and he plays – he does everything. So just Chad Lizard, just look out for him. <laughs> the seventh tool is sex appeal, which is a high well, obviously, yeah. Yeah, his tool. part. his part is even – Further up than than McCullers. <laughs> uh, In fact, he has two parts. It parts on both sides of his head, and everybody's like, "I didn't even know you could do that." <laughs> Just a sexy son of a bitch. Of course, he has abs. Yeah, he has abs. Um, All right. Okay, so let's get uh, let's get to some questions. Um, okay, read them. Let's see. Uh, Graybean at Aaron Graybean. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your Graybean. I don't know. Um, first time caller, long time listener. Should I tweet at a player about their lack of performance? I'll hang up and listen. Yes. Absolutely. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead and do that, idiot. <laughs> no, no, I know that's a uh, very sarcastic question. And uh, obviously, no, you should not. It's so stupid. Uh, can you tweet without adding them? Like, at. Not adding them, adding them. I don't know how to even say it. Fucking online vernacular. Uh, yeah, you can if you want to talk your trash and be like a petty little idiot online. That's your, that's your right. But don't like, don't contact them. Yeah. Right. No, this yeah. Is, just say like, oh man, that was a made a he made a terrible play on that play. Or, what a bad game. This is but don't a, like don't contact him and be like, man, hey, you suck today. <laughs> that's my whole that's. That's my whole thing. Don't do that. Yeah. That's just stupid. This is sort of in reference to some lady tweeted at Marisnik the night that the Astros put up like 16 on Tampa Bay that he was the only one that didn't score a run, which I even looked at the box score and I didn't notice that. I thought that was a guy. Uh, Could have been. I, I, I saw that tweet. That was the one I was just like, don't tweet. I was like, what is this nonsense? Yeah. I, it, it was a couple in the picture, but I thought it was a dude. Uh, it probably was. Dudes are the worst. No, because what lady is going to tweet a player and call him out like that? just doesn't seem very. That's not lady. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a, uh, am I being sexist by saying that they're better than men are? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but pointing out to Marisnik, like, you know, hey, how's it feel to not to be the only guy that didn't score a run? And. And Marisnik, I even looked. I was like, when is the last time I don't follow? I try and I tend not to follow players because I don't care what they say. And right. if someone says something stupid or, or whatever, then the rest of Twitter is going to let me know. So whatever. For um, sure. But, but he actually tweeted back. And he hadn't tweeted in like a month. And it was like, no, that's what made it great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that he's, he's out there. He's, he's taking our advice. Like People read – Everybody reads this. When there's nothing to do, you are reading what people are saying, whether you're replying or not, or whether you post or not. That's why. That's my point. Is every if they have an account, they're they're looking at it. They see they see these tweets. Yeah. So remember that. Yeah. Like if you think that you're just going to get lost in the shuffle and you get to get your thing off and say that you said it, no, they are seeing this. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Finish no, no, what so, he uh, what so, he said. No, it's so don't don't ever don't. If you want to be cool and be like, hey, you know, you were real nice to my kid. I really appreciate it. That's, of course, that's fine. Don't be a, just. Oh, you're allowed to talk to them. Just don't be a dude. Don't talk shit. Yeah. 
Uh, this sort of goes into uh, into the. But no, but you didn't say what he, he. So he just said, "Yeah, I'm. I'm very happy." I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the tweet. He just said that I'm very happy that this was a great team win. Yeah, uh, it was just, I mean, like it was like. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it feels like the Sucker. team. Like, yeah. yeah, nice try. Like, yeah, yeah, we just scored sixteen runs. Like, what are you? Hey, I'm, this rules. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't have to run three hundred and sixty. I, I, I love like I love Mariznick. He's come. He's come a long way. It helps that he has some pop now. But but it I does. But I mean, just him as a whole. Like he's always like he's he was wearing the the Oregon football helmets and running around. Like he's like a clubhouse guy. That like he's a guy that I've always liked. And now that he's you know, slightly more productive and very attractive. <laughs> it's like, okay, Mersnick, I see you. You're out here. Yeah, yeah he's I, he has my respect. I I, I like Mersnick. So at DH two three zero nine, how how much credit does Patrick deserve for Bregman's po- uh, performance post DM Gate? Oh, that would probably not a lot of it because really I just twisted that and made it about me and you guys tweeting me on the internet. <laughs> um, yeah, I talked a bit about it, but I. I would. I, I got to take a little bit of credit for it. Yeah, you should. Because um, he know, has come out. He's he's he got he's got a stroke together. I how confident? You know, put a percentage on it. How confident are you that Bregman heard the episode or at least had a gist of the episode? I am zero percent confident he okay. heard it. I was going to give it like ten to fifteen. I I, I would hope. I, I my hope is that that we get enough credibility to where that. We, you know, we toe the line, and but that we are must listen. That, that they check it out, yeah, just to see kind of what the pulse is of what's going on, or at least like, you know, that so, that somebody hears it. That they're, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just to see what's going on. You know, you're on these long flights that maybe somebody pops it on. That that'd be pretty cool. That'd be nice. I I, I don't know, but no, I don't. And, until it's confirmed that that they're listening to this shit, which I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Like, what, this guy is just cursing at people and yelling. But if I was, but if I was Bregman and I heard that, I'd be like, "This guy rules." Yeah, <laughs> totally would. So, yeah, Patrick gets it. I was like, I, "I, I ride with Patrick." Yeah, I was like, "I, I ride with you, Bregman. It's all good, man. <laughs> I, I get it." Uh, at Timothy to block. Uh, why did you eat the asparagus? Why? Uh, I, it's delicious, you fucking dork. It's uh, asparagus is wonderful. Uh, although it had been a while, I had it a couple, a few nights ago, and it had been a while since I'd eaten asparagus, and I, I had temporarily forgotten what it does to the the odor of your urine, and I panicked and was like ready to go to the hospital. Were you really? Did you really panic though? You I, really I was like, you forgot? Like you didn't instantly be like, oh yeah, asparagus. This is like the one thing it does. You didn't think that initially, no. I mean, it was okay. it, it was a brief panic, but but then I ate asparagus again. And even that. then, like even with your like you, that that freaked you out enough to where you're like something's not right. I'm just like, well, yeah, I live a terrible life. Obviously, this is what my urine smells like. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't think I was dying. I'm just like, yeah, this is about right. This is on this is on brand. I don't know. Yeah, no, I it, it was a brief panic and too long, shamefully long enough that it, it I even got to that point, but. But yeah, asparagus is delicious. Why wouldn't you want to? It's good. I like it with soy sauce. Um, or with a- anything. It, asparagus is one of the... It's, it's what got me back into veggies. You were off veggies? It got me back in the veggie game. <laughs> back in the veggie culture? I, ha- I hate them. So. <laughs> no, I'm not in the culture, man. Uh, I'm, at, I'm, a, I'm an outlier. At MF Daryl. And I... This is... I oh, know. I thought I was going to say MF Doom. I'm like, oh, what up, MF Doom? This is sweet. What uh, what dead Astro miracle, miracle spiritual? This Sorry, is a really ahead. this is a really weird 
question. What Dead Astro, this is how little I vet these. I don't like this. What Dead Astro gets the most angelic poontang? I feel really weird saying that word out loud. Uh, okay, I don't like any of this. Uh, who was who that? At MF Daryl. I, I gotta give him props for being weird as shit. That's a <laughs> very, very odd question. So I like the weirdness of it, uh-huh. just being me. Um, I don't really want to to comment on who's getting angelic laid in heaven. I think uh, I don't. I don't think the Lord would want me to comment on that. Yeah, I don't no, know about. I, I'm just gonna stay away from that. Do you want to answer the second? Obviously, Daryl Kyle. But let's just move on. <laughs> Do you want to answer the second part? Which ranger is in the deepest circle of hell? I'm guessing dead. Uh, I'm guessing dead ranger. Dead rangers. Well, do we even know any dead rangers? I, I, I don't. I, that's why I'm. I'm being dead serious. Like I don't. I don't want to think. Of, I don't want to think about that. No, no, because nobody knew anybody on their team before 2008. Besides when Nolan Ryan was there and we were just watching because he was ours. Yeah. Nobody knows any range. Like, yeah, everybody thought Ruben Sierra was black. He's not dead. <laughs> I mean, of course he's black, but everybody thought he was like, I don't know why people thought that. That's a really common thing, by the way. That everybody thought he was just an, an African-American or a black American. I don't know what the proper thing to say is. A black person. And then when he spoke, everybody was like, what? He's like, I mean... But his last name, his name's Ruben Sierra, but everybody was shocked, like, because we were all, all kids. It was just <laughs> yeah, like, his was like Wait, what? Why? He, he doesn't speak any English? <laughs> his name's not Wayne Brady. I mean, it's... No, I know. That's what's so stupid. And, like, <laughs> I just... There's a, there's a couple of other guys like that, too. And you're just like, what? I didn't know that was a thing. Like, he, or, like, Robinson Cano, you don't think? You're like, okay, that's just, that's just a black dude that plays baseball. Cool. <laughs> Um, even David Ortiz, even though his last name's Ortiz, you look at him, you're like, okay, that's just like, he could be just a badass rapper from the Bronx. <laughs> nope, that's Big Poppy. Yep. Um, okay, no, I don't know any Dead Rangers, but I'm going to go out and say they're all there. <laughs> Fans <laughs> included. Like, they all go there. <laughs> There's a Ranger, like, Dante, one of the levels of hell is just Rangers hell. It's just watching, and in that level, you just watch Nelson Cruz misplay that fly ball to right field in the World Series. Yeah, you watch Odor shower. <laughs> he, with his hands of flame, is ready to yeah, just like, and then he, like, obviously, he's you. also part demon, so he comes back and torments you as well. <laughs> so he's not; he comes back and forth through the different realms. But yeah, obviously, you are you're tortured by a. Uh, Various rangers, and the only one exempt is Beltray. Yeah, he's he, cool. He does not go to Ranger Hell. He is, he makes it into heaven. He does. Uh, Aaron Buchanan asked us a couple questions. Um, one of which we've sort of answered. Of course, he did. Hi, Aaron. Multiple times on a scale of one to ten, how stupid is our fan base? Which I don't think we need to cover that again. Um, um, no, it, it's not a stupid fan base. I, it's a reactionary fan base. Very, but I, um, I don't like I don't like the uh, and I like making fun of everybody and I like being hyperbolic, but yeah. uh, it's it's not a stupid fan base. I, I'd actually argue that it's a smarter baseball fan base than some places, and you just don't you, all you see are the uh, the bad takes that there there's because I know too many smart I know more smart baseball people on Twitter. Than I do the idiots that yeah. I'm just like, what are you talking about? 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we are not a stupid fan base. That and, you know the idiots are louder, like they are in every other city on earth. Yeah, I mean the Marlins. You know, there's got to be some like respectable Marlins Twitter account that that is like, oh god, here comes Baseball Town '69, like talking crap. He's everywhere. He is in every town. <laughs> and every fan base has has people that you wish would not be so vocal with their opinions. So yeah, go go to a. Uh, Go to New England, go to Boston, and listen to talk radio up there, and then uh, reevaluate everything you think about <laughs> every every fan of the of a Houston sports team. Like, yeah, there are idiots, and that, and I don't understand the people that don't grasp fully how everything works that have the opinions to call into sports shows or to to tweet and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I still don't understand that mentality. Like, if I don't know something, I am not like <laughs> putting my chips in and like putting an opinion out there. Like, I'm gonna make sure I know what I'm talking about and I can back it up in a conversation before I start throwing takes out there. But people will call in and just say just off the wall stuff, and I'm just like, why would you think <laughs> that that's okay? And because you have to know, you don't know what you're talking about, right? Or they're just that. Stupid. I, I don't know. Complete I don't know how that works. But yeah, it, it's everywhere. We are not any worse than anywhere else. Like I don't. I don't stroll like on my off period. I don't stroll down to like the science wing and be like, "Let me tell you something about microscopes." And hey, hey, get that mortal and uh, mortar and pestle out of here. Yeah. Oh, Bunsen burners. Yeah, I know Bunsen burners. <laughs> Should trade them. Trade them for prospects for for new equipment. I'll dissect this frog right in your fucking face right now. <laughs> I'll cut its leg off. I don't know what that has to do with anything. I, I don't know what that means. Aaron's that's second so question, do y'all think uh, Tony Sip may actually be right-handed? <laughs> that's that's funny. Yes, I do. He could be. No, um, I think he is just still in. He has a, uh, a playoff disease that Brad Lidge got yeah. that – eventually got over and i don't know if tony sip stuff is good enough to eventually get over it he's just contracted the blew a very important clinching game thing and uh he couldn't he hasn't been able to come over it he is not then. he's not been the same pitcher since 2015 game four. no and he and he was dominant in 2015 he was he was a, he was a he was a great pitcher in 2015. He earned himself three years and $18 million based off of 2015. Hey, you know what? Pro- shout out to Tony Sip on that. Yeah, man. I, I respect anybody that like that shows up and gets theirs, yeah. but he, he is not, he has not been the same for the last two years. And he's actually been a liability every, almost every time he's been on the mound. And I, you know, no offense to him. It is what it is. Um, it's a tough sport, man. At and at Andy M Brown underscore is Francisco Liriano this year's Oliver Perez equivalent, or is there another no. one coming our way this month? Oliver Perez equivalent. Mm-hmm. See, this is where I I could talk about this and answer the question, but I don't know. I can't think of the backstory like off the top of my head, so I'm not qualified to answer this. See how easy that was. I'm not in the right frame of mind. Yeah, and that's, and that's all you have to do. You don't have to. You don't have to while out on it. You don't have to make something up. Yeah. If I say anything, you're gonna be like, I don't think he understood the question, and so I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna stay silent. Yeah, you don't want to get blown up for not understanding it. Easy as that. Uh, at Reed T. Graf wants us to get in trouble. You can trade one member of Astros Twitter to any other fan base. Who are you trading? Will Moriarty. <laughs> Definitely will. 
100 percent Will Martin. Yeah. And I, I like Will. him, and I'll still like be friends with him and talk to him. But he can go to another fan base like right now. I'm gonna pick my my who I called the Brandon Backey of Astros Twitter and Stros fan. I know you're gonna have to change your. Oh, handle. he's though. Yo, he's he's very problematic. But you know what? We've had our differences, and I actually I res- I respect him more than a lot of people because he's true to the game. Well, I, re- I respect I, I respect Stros fan. He has some terrible jokes and terrible takes, but. Uh, he stays true to himself, and I respect that. He, if I'm the Twitter GM, then he's gonna have to. He's gonna be a Braves fan, I know, because uh, I just traded him. Yeah, he's yeah he he's very problematic. <laughs> I'm not, he, but he knows he's problematic. Yeah, no, I. I, I yeah, I there's been it. some times where he tweets some stuff. And I was like, oh man, I don't. <laughs> ooh, boy, but he embraces it. So he's like a wrestling heel. I respect. I respect. I respect the game. No, I. I, I respect him. I, I I've met him in person. I, I, like I would him. trade him for like PR reasons. Like I don't want to get because he's obviously going to get you in in very very big trouble. Yeah, with his with his takes. But uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, is he worse than Will? They're they're right there. Will likes to loop me in as one of the bad people, but I'm just not. I'm just not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna let them drag me down as one of the. I'm not one of the worst. I'm just not. They're actually bad people. I yell at the moon all day. I don't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, Will or Will or Stroh's fan would be solid. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that that deserves at least like if we could package them in Ooh. in a deal. Ooh. Hmm. I like DeBerry too much. I respect yeah. what I respect what he does too much. I'd start. He's starting on my team. Um, <laughs> like I'd. I'd I'd give him a, a fat contract and, and sign him. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. I'm good with those two. Yep. Uh, I think this is the last one, which is perfect because I'm ready to stop. Um, I'm, I'm go- did we do a whole show? We did. Um, Michael Stevens at Michael S four one nine two is Reddick's ejection what this team needed. Reddick got Reddick got Malvi in the ninth inning last night, and got because he <laughs> the way he said it, he was like. They, I guess someone asked him, like, why'd you get ejected? And he was like, I didn't appreciate some of the calls that Mike Fires should have gotten, so I let the umpire know about it. Like, it's the ninth inning. Dude, he's a G. I, I love Reddick so much. Um, he is – the thing that I love about Josh Reddick, and I like, I don't – do you watch the interviews that McTaggart posts after every single game? Like, the um, 10 or I, I, I don't watch all of them, but I do watch – yeah, it just depends on what the game was, where I'm at. Um if something controversial happened, I'll watch the Hinch one for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I I mostly do. I don't watch all of them, but uh, yeah, I, I try to. I'm anti-video just in, because I am too. I am too. There's enough situations where whether I'm at, whether I'm at school or whether you know I'm uh, somewhere where you can't just watch a video. I'm right? not. I'm not just going to watch a video. Like, but it, but I'll I'll read an article, and so I'd rather just read the article. Um, but, but when Reddick does his interview, like I always, I always watch Reddick, Reddick clips because at any point I expect him to pull a cigarette up to his mouth. Like he's just, just, he's just a, he's a, just a badass. Like in somebody, I don't, I wish I could give credit to this. Whoever posted the picture of his locker, just how badass he is. It has like the wrestling, he has his like Ric Flair shirt on, obviously sleeves cut off. Um, the belt's hanging in the locker. There's a Spider-Man dangling from a string right there. I'm just like, this guy rules. Yeah. And he's not pretending to be anything. He's just 
He's just, he's just a ball player. He's just a he's just a ball player, and he's hard nosed, and he's exactly the kind of guy that would that would that would do that. And I I love that we have a guy like that that would uh, a position player because I feel like McCullers, I feel like McCullers is a competitor and would definitely say what he feels. Um, I think Keiko would talk some shit. Obviously, um, yeah. But we've seen McCullers. Uh, you know, when the benches cleared that one time, like McCullers was ready to. Whether he was actually going to fight, he looked as though he wasn't scared and he was ready to go. Yeah. Um, you know what? Before we end this, let's let's do a quick thing. Who do we think are actual? I, I've heard Marwin is a G. I can Have you heard that. this? That he's like a that he's always up to something. He's very conniving, <laughs> no, and no. that he's he's not a anything of what we we think he is he's really smooth and like a ladies man and he pulls all these sneaky pranks and like he's like this like this spy that nobody knows <laughs> i heard this from a from a source that's that's interesting you know i would not have guessed like who's, who's and like that he's ready to like he's a like he's ready to go like there's a few guys like that i'm wondering who's like real quickly who do you think are the or the biggest like who are who's ready to go at go time if it if it if it's a fight and it pops off, um, and it's not just about yelling and being held back. Like who's ready to who's going to throw that that punch? Who would actually throw it? Um, yep. I would have said Saint Colby. Oh, one hundred percent. Rasmus is in there. He he's the guy that runs in from the outfield and just stage di- stage dives onto <laughs> the crowd and just starts wailing. Uh, Redick, Redick is that same guy. Redick is Redick is up they, there. That's why he is the he is the second coming of the possum. He is. He is. We don't talk about this enough, but he really is the uh, he's the next possum. He's got that weird accent, like it's sort it's sort of country, but it's but it's it's kind of East Coast because he's from like Southeast Georgia or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. around the same area, honestly. So, but I like I the best quote I ever heard about Colby Rasmus was, like I guess they were it was when. Rasmus basically bowed out from the Rays this year, and some someone was talking to the Mark Topkin of the uh, St. Petersburg Times or whatever the hell that newspaper is called. It's a good newspaper, um, but he was like a scout said, "Think of the most country person you've ever met in your life." Colby Rasmus is thirty miles down the road from him. <laughs> like that's that's so perfect of just how like backwoods and country and not suited for any kind of national stage. Colby Rasmus was. I love. I love that guy so much. He's still fighting. Like he will I'm forever. Sure. I mean, it was and it was a very short stint. Um, I don't know. That 2015 team was so important to me, just culturally for the Astros culture. Mm-hmm. That goggles pick picture will will live in, in infamy with me. I. It's that whole that whole club Astros that whole team. That's aside from this team now, which is dominant and fun that team is the the most fun i've ever had watching a, a team ever just because of their antics and that they didn't give a shit about anything somehow and this is part of what in what endears him to me like somehow like colby rasmus still only follows 30 people on twitter and i'm i'm one of them and i, I don't understand it maybe because i love that that's pretty bad like i would love to know why or if he even knows what's like he's probably like yeah he's got that cool ass fucking picture of dicky thon like 
the thing you see is, that mustache. Like, I respect that. I don't know. I don't know what he's about or what he says, but I love this. I think where he is now, like he doesn't get cell service, so I don't think it matters. Oh no, he wasn't like he's not cruising the timeline. Like he's got he's got fighting chickens to train. Like he doesn't have. Okay, I'm I'm looking at this. The his thirty follow the, the people the thirty people he follows. That's that dude. That's that, I gotta give you credit. That's to be like I. That's badass. It's, when I get when I'm one of the people in like a very small amount, it's just like, <laughs> all right, cool. It's, this is bad. That's a really that's pretty cool. I have to give you credit on that one. The first the first person he followed was uh, a NASA astronaut, of course. Okay, and then you got camouflage.com. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so guns.org. Cool. My, NRA, obviously. <laughs> Second Amendment fighters. Um, <laughs> He's in the the Colby Rasmus militia. Wait, what is that? <laughs> Don't worry about that. He's got, well, obviously, he leads a militia. We know that, right? Yeah, of, of possums and or he's he's humans. definitely in one. No, no, you know what? He's too humble to be, lead it. Like he's like a sergeant at arms. Like he's not. Oh, that's true. He's probably the best fighter, but he's too humble. He's like, no, no, you t- you, you take it, general. I'll I'll follow my orders. Yep. And then he just like he hurt logarithm. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so it's it's an astronaut, then me for whatever reason, okay. th- then another astronaut. Um, okay, th- so space people and you. Okay, then Buster Olney. Then All right. John Hyman. Okay. Then Climbing Towns Hill. Um, wow, okay. Nice, Climbing Towns Hill. Then someone I've never heard of before. Uh, then a military veteran, like a, yep. a nonprofit yep. military veteran organization. Yep. Probably did a charity for them. And Yep, okay. MLB Network, MLB on Fox, The Rockets, Ken Rosenthal, Keith Law, uh, presumably his management company, Jason Stark, Peter Gammons, MLB. And then it's like the... Houston Chronicle. How the Astros. hell did you manage that? What? That's, I guess that's pretty solid. And then it's you, just, you got you got in. You're like you're you got in as like media. I you and both and climbing Towers Hill, both of you guys. Somehow I don't know. It's weird. I love him. God well, you him. know, but honestly, I would, I would too. If I was playing for the Astros, I would <laughs> definitely have keep my finger on the pulse of the the popular the blogs like the the actual important ones where they know what they're t- does jeff luno have like about. A, does he have I, a, I definitely would do that does luno have an egg account that he that he uses to follow yes does ever, yeah. do do players do you think players have egg accounts i i think they'd have to just to, just to go see what's going on and, and, that, and that's why i made that big argument with the bregman thing it's just like you it's out there. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, you would. It would take some sort of. You'd have to just not be online, which is perfectly acceptable, and it might be something you have to do to survive in that culture. But you'd have to, if you are that age coming up. This is like you are. You're connected. Like you're online. You're. That's you just. That is what it is. Yep. You are seeing what's being said. Just just going to check. You may not react. You may not do anything. Just going to see what's out there. You are 100 percent snooping. Yep, I have friends that do that that have no notoriety at all that just go out and they're just like seeing what everybody's saying, just sneaking around, being sneaky. Yeah, yeah. So no, I I think well, I think the front office definitely has the pulse. I would they they read what you write, and I wouldn't be surprised if if they had an intern or they had somebody listen in to what to what we're talking about just to see what's out there. Yeah, makes sense. And I think they'd be fools not to. Not that we're saying anything important. I just think that. There's no reason not to gather information and just kind of see what's being said. And I don't know. I'm just trying to give us more credit because I don't think the players listen. But 
Yeah. No, and the fact that Twitter does not have, or pardon me, that Springer does not have a Twitter account makes him the smartest person on that team. God, he'd be so good on Twitter too. He would. All but right. no, it's it's just all it is is trouble. So yeah, they need to. As much as I want to interact and be best friends with all of them and talk, I the second I have to bash them on the show, it would just I don't want to stab them in the back with a knife. So yeah. All right. Well. Uh, cool. Shut up, everybody. I don't know. I just wanted to yell at them. <laughs> Yeah. What do you got? Anything else? No, no, I'm done. Okay, well, go Astros. We are good. They are not. We're the best. They're the worst. There you go. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole. Fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa